Hey everyone, well the world is definitely changing and we're seeing that as an example of what is going on to our neighbors to the north in Canada. This Full Throttle Thursday conversation is all about the fight for freedoms that are currently taking place and a democracy in crisis uh, that is very much affecting not just Canada, but has a potential to affect much of the Western world as we know it. So this is a, uh, it's a sensitive conversation. We hope you enjoy it. I know David and I had a enjoyable time talking about it. It's not enjoyable content for sure. As a matter of fact, it's quite scary, but I think the more people that can find the truth out for themselves, they will be able to uh, come up with their own opinions, and that's what we're here for. We are truth seekers, so let's go ahead and get into it. Successful people learn how to make their mind work for them. I'm David Nagel, and this is the Successful Mind Podcast. It. We're here. We're back. Uh-huh. We're back. As the world around us continues to change and it ever evolves, um, at the time of this recording, you know, the news we're going to say is, is is very, very interesting. And some people may say it's bleak. Some people may see hope in what's happening. But we did definitely wanted to take some time to get some information out about what mainly you're seeing David around what's happening in Canada yeah. in the, in the time, in the time it is. But you know, when this drops, you know, and this is set to go out on the, I believe the 24th of, of February, um, we're recording this a few days earlier, of course, full transparency. I think people know that we don't just ch- turn yeah, and burn yeah, yeah. these things. But the reason I say that is because things change hourly, it seems with some of the situation. So first of all, let's talk a little bit about why you wanted to talk about this. And then let's, uh, let's get into this territory. Well, you see. yeah. So as we sit here doing this, the U S is trying to determine whether or not Russia's actually invaded Ukraine. Right. So it's the, it, so it has it, nothing to do with Canada. That it, yeah. Um, but what's interesting about that is that you can go to any major news media and see the stories about that all over the place. It, it's, it's out there. It's in front and, and even the fact that it's in front like that, it's a bit disconcerting because something major just happened in Canada that most people don't even realize happened because none of the news channels are really covering it. You'd ha- you have to be looking on alternate news sites and, and personal information sites like on uh, um, YouTube and stuff because they had this trucker protest. And I've been following it from the beginning because I was very interested to see where was this going my idea was how Canada responds to this is going to say a lot. And it's not just me that thinks this, but, but it was kind of viewed as kind of like a chest move. So these Canadians got together. They're known as one of the most peaceful countries on the planet. Um, And they're going to do a protest where they outline the values of it very strategically and, and everything was going to be in peace, in love, no violence, police themselves, everything. And they had, they had podcasters, individual podcasters who have nothing to do with the protest 24 hours a day for the entire time they were out there. Like you can go look all of this up on YouTube. All of these videos are there. And what ends up happening, all they're asking for, to my understanding is that they wanted the, the mandates uh, for the truck drivers to 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 be dropped in Canada. And re- what's the reason why behind that? Well, the reason why was because other countries are now dropping mandates because 
uh, apparently we're coming into the realization that it's it's no longer necessary that, that we have moved into an area that is um, safer, healthier, not as not as uh, uh, dangerous or threat threatening. And I'm not here to argue that one way, one way or another. Um, we did a pod, we did a podcast with Dr. Peter McCullough. He gave you his ideas on it. You have to look that stuff up for yourself. You have to talk to your own doctors, whatever. But the truth is, these countries are dropping it. So as these countries are dropping it, Trudeau is increasing it, and they're going, "Why is he increasing this? Why is he creating these mandates for these truckers?" Right? They're one of the highest vax countries in the world. They're at ninety percent, right? And no, basically, nobody thinks you're ever going to get over. 90% because there are people that can't take it. And, and then, then you have people that just don't want to. Like, they're like, I'm it's not, a very I'm high not doing this. Yeah, it's a Absolutely. very, very high number. There, there's, there, and they were like, what is the reason for this? And the, the, the constant narrative was because the science says that this is what you have to do. And the only way out of this pandemic is to vaccinate every living, crawling creature, you know, in the, in the, in the country. So the, the truckers had had enough. They're like, you're you're stopping our livelihood. You know that this is crazy. Not only do they have mandates, but they actually have they actually track people's movement on on their phone. And also, I believe it's Australia, New Zealand is doing the same thing. There's these apps that people have to have. It's basically your vaccine passport. They can track you anywhere you go. They know exactly what you're doing, what you're spending your money on. And at least in Australia, the, the stories are that if you are if during the lockdown, if you're out of your house for any period of time, they can track you. And if you're not back in the in allotted amount of time, the police are sent out to get you and bring you bring you back. This isn't, it's like Black Mirror shit. Well, this stuff's know, terrifying. Like, oh my I mean, God, this is just terrifying can't even it. shit. It's terrifying right, yeah. shit. So I'm paying attention to this. Like sure. I pay attention to everything because I'm, I'm concerned about our world and, and what we're doing. And I'm watching this and I'm like, where is this going? Where is this going? I've been watching it for two years and I haven't liked where it's been going for the entire time. But, it, but you know, and you and I were talking off camera about this a little while ago. It's really weird because part of your brain goes, oh, this isn't really happening but we're actually watching it happen in real time. We're watching the deterioration of democracy around the world in free countries. Yeah, and it's hard for Just your brain to make to sense of it. Like, like I said earlier, it feels like you're watching a movie, that, but it's real. This is actually happening. There's still a part of me that, that feels some level of comfort that it's happening somewhere else but here. But the reality is because it's happening there and it's setting a precedent, a roadmap, it very likely is going to bleed down into this country well, or has. other countries. Yeah, it already absolutely. has, and we'll cover that. It already yeah. has. It already has. And people don't even know that it has, but I'm going to show them. Yeah, absolutely. That's so, great. That's what we're here for. <clears throat> excuse me. So I'm watching this, and I'm watching I'm watching what's going on, and all they're doing is they're asking for the, the, the Canadian government to sit down and meet with their concerns, and can we come to a peaceful resolution over these mandates? The, uh, uh, the Canadian Parliament refuses to meet with. Them. It they, seems like a very simple ask, doesn't it? Just sit down, come ask. to the table. Let's it's just a come very to the simple table. ask, and it is the job of our governments. Like the governments work for us, right? Sure. The governments in doc, democratic societies, which were actually a republic, the, they work for us, right? We've put these people in place to run our country. When we have a concern, they're supposed to address the concern. Now, I get it. They're not going to send Justin Trudeau out in the middle of Ottawa to sit down with the head of this truckers thing to meet, but they're, but, but they should be going out and addressing the concerns, finding out what the concerns are, and saying, how can we get to a peaceful resolution 
over this, right? Let's take their concerns into consideration. Let's see, are these, is this true with their, with how they feel, what they're saying? Maybe we're affecting them in a way that we don't know. We need to look at it again. Either way, it is a discussion. It's communication. It's debate. It's what democracy is, is built on, these ideas. And the truckers were always willing to go to the table Constantly, from the beginning. They asked all the way there. They knew that this was coming to Ottawa a week before it even got sure. there. And they didn't address it, didn't address it. Oh. And, and, the more real it became, the, the thing that caught my attention the most was not even the fact that they refused to sit down with any of the truckers to discuss it, but how they took and twisted it and made them a fringe, Nazi, homophobic, Islamist phobic, 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 uh, right-wing Trump organized in Canada, Trump organized sure. Confederate like Nazi organization. And this is what they were putting out all over uh, the Canadians legacy media. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a second. Why are they, why are they doing this? Now Canada had apparently had the same experience with the black lives matters protests and all that, that we did in the United States. I did not follow that up there where that was happening. But they, but Trudeau supported all of that stuff. He was for it. He was for protests, yeah. Right. So what's happened over the last week is basically this. It completely deteriorated, and Justin Trudeau basically declared martial law in, in Canada. Now, that had to be ratified in order for it to completely take effect. But they postponed the ratification because it has to be ratified within seven days. They didn't show up on the day that it was supposed to be ratified, which I think was last Friday. And they let... They let all of the police and the military organizations come in and round up all of these people that were at this protest and arrest them and pound their equipment. Um, and Physically harm. And physically harm. So what's interesting is if you go watch the YouTube videos, they were, they were doing everything they could. I'm talking about the police and, and all of that up there. Everything that they could to get these protesters to become violent. They ran over them with horses. They took people that were that were completely submitting to arrest and threw them on the ground and kicked them in the ribs until they broke their ribs. They were beating people up, shooting sh them with like compression like type it, bullets. It was like it, it was uh, yeah. Well, well, the, there was a rubber bullet thing, but there was also a reporter I think yes. from Rebel News, yes, who was not only hit with a baton but then shot in a leg with a CO two canister on purpose. Purpose, yes. point blank. They were trying everything that they could to get the to get them inside a response to, to incite a response, a violent response, so that they had verification that these people were actually a violent group and that it was a real terrorist situation, which they never did. Like, first just, of all, I got to say, I, I don't know how they did it. I, I don't know how they did it. I mean, I'm so impressed. I mean, that just speaks Completely to the impressed. level of leadership that they're following within this organ this organized protest. And they, the character of the Canadian people, exactly. I mean, it's it's absolutely astounding, amazing, right? Yeah, with with all that response and not responding back, it it just shocks me because you know those videos. If if you you know have the stomach for it to go and watch them, it is really shocking to think that is not far removed from where we are here. Things like that could happen, and it just it go it, might, it hurts my heart to see people like that who are kneeling down in protest and being peaceful, repeatedly getting you know kicked and kneel kneed in the in the ribs and getting hit, and right. then the guy who films it get his can gets his camera taken away from him, $5,000, you know, and all these other people getting thrown in jail for just basically protesting and not doing anything to incite violence. Right. Shocking. Right. Um, so then you see at the same time that this is deteriorating, you have well-respected citizens like Jordan Peterson come out 
who does an interview with one of the last people that is left that actually was um, a person who helped create the Charter of Rights, which is basically like our Bill of Rights here in the United States. Um, and that person actually is, is, is suing the Canadian federal government because the Charter of Rights has been broken. It's been broken from, from the beginning. The, the moment that they started doing these mandates, he's, t- he's saying that the Charter of Rights was broken. Um, so Jordan Peterson interviewed him. I encourage you to go to Jordan Peterson's website and to watch that interview so that you hear how, what they're actually talking about. Uh, over the last couple of days, there's some very interesting other information that came out. Jordan Peterson did another interview with another Canadian, and they were talking about how they cannot believe that they're watching the deterioration of their democracy turn into a dictatorship right in front of their eyes. So I'm not going to go into everything that they said. Go watch it yourself and make make up your own mind. But then what ends up happening is that they 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 postpone this ratification. They do all of this stuff. They get all the streets cleaned up. They get everything impounded. And they had this whole situation where the truckers basically set up a GoFundMe project. And what happened was they raised about $10 million. The government seized the account. The the account was hacked. The people that donated money to this, right, just regular citizens that donated money to this, their names were leaked. They were harassed over the phone. And now the government's going after them to seize their bank accounts for donating to what they call a terrorist organization, and apparently it's retroactive. It, it, was, it was only at one point right before the, they went into martial law did they declare, the Canadian government declared these truckers a criminal organization. And then once they did that, anybody that donated money to them was an accomplice within the criminal organization. So now they can go back and, and you're, there's interviews all over the internet of people that are getting there. They're getting phone calls. They're, not only are they getting phone calls, their bank accounts are frozen. Yeah, their knocked on the door. Their credit cards are frozen. They have they no way to, to your get house. money or pay money. They, they come to your house, yeah. right? Some people have, yeah, there's videos of, of the- And just simply because the go f- they, they donated to a cause, and, and I was reading somewhere that a woman donated like $50. Yes. She's a single mother, donated $50 to the cause. They completely froze her bank account. She has no access Before to any sort of funds. Before they declared the group illegal. Before, yeah, exactly. Before they declared it. And here you have this situation where they took all this money and GoFundMe basically shut them down, and now these people are earmarked as potentially domestic terrorists. They are. They are. Which is shocking right. to me. They have they have no right to due process. The government can seize everything that, that they want whenever they want, and they don't have to they, they they have no accountability, right? Because it's basically martial law. They don't have to be accountable to anyone. So yesterday they actually ratified the damn thing. And the reason that they ratified it was because apparently Justin Trudeau was threatening that a vote of no ratification was a vote of no confidence, which would force them into another election. Now, I don't understand their their government that much to understand why that's a threat, but apparently it was a, th- it was a threat that they did not want to have to deal with. So with a ratification like something like that, I mean, in our country, we've got checks and balances where, you know, we have, um, you know, a, a Congress, we've got houses of representatives, we've got people who have to have a yeah. certain amount of vote. In Canada, from what you know, is there, with that ratification, 
ratification process? Who ratifies? Is it a two-thirds ratification? Is it one person who runs it? Do you know I much about that? I don't know the numbers, because but I that, know that it's similar. I know that okay. it's very similar to the way With our the parliamentary process. Yeah, you know. yeah, they have to vote on it. You, you have but, different sides of the government. They have to have a, a vote. Like, let's say, like, and I'm not saying that this yeah, is yeah, for yeah, sure. Right, right, let's right. say it's like it has to be a two-thirds agreement sure. or whatever. Whatever it was... It passed. At the time of this, it is ratified. Yes. At the time of yes. this recording. Okay. Yes, yes, yeah. And with, was, with, with the problem is- so we're doing is, this on the 22nd. It right. was ratified on the 21st. Right. So when when you ratify something like that, and I think the the words that are coming out of, you know, the governmental leaders up in Canada is, we will release these back once things become in order. But we know, I think in our heads, that once something like that is in place, it's very difficult to walk that back. Yeah, he's been saying that since the beginning of- since the beginning of COVID and they would tell them when we get to this level, we'll stop the mandates. When we get to the next level, we'll stop the mandates. And it was all based on vaccination. And when we get to 25%, 50%, 70%, whatever, and they would just keep increasing it. They never stopped it. They never gave anything back. The moment then this is fascinating. The moment that the truckers started doing this, the provinces began to drop their individual mandates within the province which looked like it was a great thing. Oh, right. So they're, they weren't obviously saying that they were doing it because of the truckers, but it obviously was. But at the same time, Trudeau created a federal mandate for the entire country. It didn't matter that, you, that the provinces dropped their mandates. Trudeau created a federal one. So they have to operate under the laws and the terms and the conditions wow. of that federal one, right? So, So what's interesting is that We've got this whole thing with Russia and Ukraine going on. Most people have no idea that this is happening right next door to our country. They've It's literally turned into a dictatorship. Canada is a dictatorship right now as we do this, as we do this, this recording. It is one of the most terrifying things that we have ever experienced, that the, the downfall of their democracy. This is not hyperbole. This has actually happened. And, he, and like you just said, he does not have to give that back. You can watch the debates. You can watch their House of Commons debates on YouTube. And they repeatedly ask him, right, in Commons. They compete, they, they, uh, they come, they, oh my God, I'm tripping over my words, right? They continually ask him, when will you release this? When will you take the, the emergency authorization off? When will it be over? And they refuse to answer it. Their minister of finance said that they want to make it permanent. She's on record, on camera, saying that she wants to take the ability to control all of their finances and make it completely permanent. That woman scares me immensely. Well, she's tied into the world, the World Economic Forum, right? And the world, so so then the plot thickens on this. It just right? keeps getting people are watching and watching this. So uh, on last Saturday, what was last Saturday's date? Um, so I can tell people. Yeah, last Saturday would have been the, the tw- uh, sorry, the uh, the 12th of February. February 12th. February 12th. Oh, sorry, sorry. Let's try that again. 19th. February 19th. 19th. Yeah, February 19th. 19th. Yep. So uh, one thing that's a little rare is that Joe Rogan drops an episode on a Saturday, but he did. He dropped this episode on a Saturday. Uh, tell everybody the name of the guest. Oh, man. Yeah, I got to pull it up. It's, yeah, Maj- yeah, it's very, yeah. Majid, yeah. Nuawas. Majid Nuawas. Majid Nuawas. A, a long, a long I, form pod. Definitely it's a long form pod. It's three hours. I encourage everybody to go watch every minute of it. It's very important that you watch this podcast. So what's interesting is I'm watching the podcast, and because I keep, I'm paying very close attention to also what's going on with Rogan right now, 
I happen to notice they make a mention of something that I know the date of when this was recorded because they talked about something in the podcast that happened two weeks ago and said that basically that was the day before they recorded it. So I know that that podcast was recorded two weeks prior to its drop date, which means that that podcast was recorded before this shit got nasty in Canada. When, when you hear this, and so in other words, in other words, what I mean by that is that Majit Nuawas could not be possibly reacting to the violence in Canada because it hadn't happened yet. It had not happened yet. But basically, he's, he goes on to tell Joe to explain that he originally, so, so he's a Brit, uh, he was raised as basically an Islamic terrorist type individual. Yeah, counter-extremism activist. Counter-extreme, well, that's what he is now. Oh, oh that's yeah, what sorry. He is, yeah, that's he's what a, he is yeah, former Islamist, yeah, he's he a, was. He's a former Islamic terrorist. That's right. He was kind of raised in that, right? Yeah, he grew up So he, he completely reversed it in his life. But here's the thing. He was trained in how to bring governments down. And what he's telling everybody now is that everything that's happening in these free countries is exactly how he was trained to bring these governments down. And it's not just a hyperbole conversation. He actually has proof to back things up, which was shocking when he actually showed Joe the proof. He says, I come with receipts for everything that I say, and I can back this up. So... I highly suggest everybody watch that that Joe Rogan episode. And, yeah, we'll, we'll and link to it in the show notes. Below. Because once he explains it, all of a sudden it starts to become clear how this is happening, that it's not coincidence. Because I always thought, and on the and on the uh, Brett Weinstein podcast that I did when I interviewed Brett and, and Heather, I asked them, I said, don't you think, I said, here's, here's one of the crazy things. And, and it makes your mind want to go to a conspiracy theory, but you want to fight and not go to a conspiracy theory. I said, but isn't it interesting that all the free countries are playing by the same playbook with this, and they're all holding on to mandates way longer, and they're all, they're all stepping over the line when it comes to power grabs uh, and the rights of, of their citizens? And, like, isn't it interesting that they're all doing this and why are all of they doing it and none of the people in their government are pushing against this um and they're having riots in the street not riots but protests in the street where they're sending the military in to shut these people down but almost nobody's doing it in the united states i'm like this tells me that there is something going on but i don't want to go create this conspiracy idea so brett was telling me that that his i that that his thought about um mass uh, uh um uh what is it uh, mass what? Mass something psychosis. Oh, mass formation. <laughs> mass formation yeah. psychosis. Thanks. My, my, my COVID brain fog is not complete. Well, I know that, yeah, you used to say that and you get in big trouble. There was a time when you couldn't even say Well, you can't words. say yeah. kind of psy- uh, psychosis. <laughs> Psycho- but mass formation. A, yeah, mass yeah. formation. So yeah. anyway, it's, it's, basically, it's basically when a society gets hypnotized into a belief system where the people that are that are controlling that belief system can control society, and I've known about that for a long time. I mean, it, if you if you look at what happened in Germany in the 30s with Hitler and all of that, it it basically explains how they were able to get almost the entire country to go along with something that that is looked back as being one of the most horrific times in history. But it's but Germany's not the only place. This has happened over and over again. Well, and I think that's what I got out of they they said this so many times in the Majid Nawaz podcast with Joe Rogan was that whole idea. And I'd never heard this before about mission creep. It's sort of like the, the frog 
slowly being in the pot and it doesn't know it's being boiled alive, but it just sits there and, oh, this is fine. This is fine. Mission creep is basically that gradual ship and shift in objectives. And that's, that's the usually uh, speaking directly to military campaigns, right? Yeah. But Majid Nawaz used that so many times. I had to go and look it up because I'm like, what in the hell is mission creep? And it's basically, it? it's basically a long-term, you know, unplanned long-term commitment that you're getting into, but you don't know that from the beginning. It's a gradual shift in the objective. And you, what you're saying is there's a lot of different objectives that are taking place. There's a lot of shifts in the news cycle. People are directing their attention to here in the United States towards Russia and the Ukraine and what's going on over there. Russia's a power. We want to make sure that everything's kosher over there. Everything's being okay. Right. But yet all along, there's these other things that are going on behind the scenes and people are being distracted by these red herrings yes. that you're seeing in this place and that place. But I just wanted to bring that in because it was very interesting in that podcast. I had never heard these terms before. Yeah. And it's frightening to know that that is something that's going on right now behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, so this, so the idea here, what we're, what we're, what we're talking about is, is, is basically saying we all need to pay very close attention to what's going on because this is not what we think it is. We're being, we're being told it's one thing, but it's something else. So here's one of the identifying markers of this. Like we were talking about, we got to be careful it doesn't come down in the United States, when in fact it actually has. Because on February 7th, a new, a new, I don't know, I don't know if we consider it a law, what it's what it's actually called, a decree was dropped by Homeland Security. And it basically redefines what a domestic terrorist is in the United States. And I suggest that everybody go take a look at it. Um, yeah, we'll link to that. It's a National Terrorism Advisory System bulletin that was put out yeah. on February 7th. The title is A Summary of Terrorism Threat to U.S. Homeland. It goes through, labels the key factors contributing to the heightened threat environment and um, how they are currently responding and how you can help. So it's a very, clearly it's coming from Homeland Security, so it's a very official document. Yes. And we'll link to that in the show notes below for people to be able to go there and read that for themselves to right. take a look and take a listen. Now, the terrifying thing about this is that they list in here that anybody that is contributing to miss, dis, um, or what was the other word? Um, miss, dis, and mal information. Miss, dis, and MDM, mal information. Yeah, MDM uh, can be considered a domestic terrorist. And if you go in and you start to really read this, what you find out is that basically they're saying you're not allowed to communicate anything that is not true, anything that is not proven, anything that is against the, the narrative of what the U.S. government is saying. And you're not even allowed to say what is true if it, has, if, it, if it is the opposite of what actually the government wants to happen. So I'll give you, for instance, like, and this is just an example. Like if everybody said, well, the, 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 the science is not, is not accurate about wearing masks. And let's just say that that was true. Okay. I'm not saying that it is true. I'm just saying, let's just say that it is true. Even if it was true, if the government was saying everybody has to wear masks, you're not allowed to say, but the science says that you're, that there's no proof that that actually helps you. It's a terrifying mandate that has come down from the government because it literally gives them the ability to, to arrest to uh, shut our bank accounts down. See, people forget that Obama 
already put this in place when he was president. It was part of how dealing with terrorists and dealing with anybody that was involved in terrorists in our country, right? If you're labeled a terrorist, they can do the same thing that they've done to Canadians with no due process. They can freeze everything you have. They can, they can, they can arrest you without you having the ability to get an attorney, to, to have your day in court. They can hold you indefinitely. This is all true. You have to be classified as a terrorist, but they just increased the, the language where basically they can make anybody a terrorist. Yeah, you, lo- you read, when, when you go in, in, in the link below and you read the summary of terrorism and you take a look at, at what they have written down and how small groups acting in furtherance of ideological beliefs and personal grievances pose an ongoing threat to the nation. And the first thing they say is the proliferation of false or misleading narratives which sow discord or undermine public trust in the U.S. government. It's basically saying, in a nutshell, you cannot speak out against your government. You can't. Because if you do, you are going to be labeled a domestic terrorist. Right. It goes everything against our Bill of Rights and, and, our, and our First Amendment, which is which is free speech. Yeah. And people think, oh, no, this is just for terrorists. Oh, no, this is for anybody that has a different opinion what's going on or even explores a different opinion. Look at what's happening to Joe Rogan right now. I mean, they're, they've been trying for a couple of weeks now to just completely cancel him and destroy him. The mainstream media just insists that he's nothing but disinformation and he's a right wing this and, uh, you know, like that, that he's a racist, rotten individual. Yeah. And and anybody that knows Joe knows that that's not true. And if you've ever actually really watched his podcast, you know that that's not true. But that's how they're that's how they're actually painting him. Um, but on the seventh, when they dropped this, they dropped this new new thing. This bulletin. In, this new bulletin, yeah. and uh, it shows that what they're doing is they're moving very quietly, mission creep style, into a position where you could actually be breaking the law or put yourself into this category and not even realize that you've done it. And you can be apprehended and completely lose everything. Well, and I, and I think, you know, I tread very lightly here, you know, because I don't want to, I don't want to be a part of any sort of promoting misinformation, disinformation, or malinformation. But when you can't speak out against something that you don't believe in, that is your right as a United States citizen to do that. And you are granted that right underneath the constitution and the freedom of speech. And that is slowly being eroded. Like you have said numerous times on this podcast. Um, I believe in our government. I believe in democracy. I believe that, you know, many people have a voice and we should have an opportunity to use that voice. When you have something like this, where we're having a conversation, just you and and it's, you know, put out to the thousands and thousands and thousands of people that listen to this show, there is a potential for them to maybe come back and say, well, by the way, you are. A pot- but yeah, there's no question. There's it, it, that's what scares it. me because yeah. we're just having a conversation. I don't believe I am, you know, attempting to discord, you know, sow discord or undermine public no. trust. But if it continues to go down the road, it's going, trust is going to wane further and further. My question is, is how do we as, you know, like, you know, card carrying Americans, how do we handle this? And what do we do to make sure that what's happening in Canada right now that we've been paying very close attention to doesn't fully happen down here? Or are we too far gone over the cliff? Yeah, I think we're probably That's too scary far gone to over me. the cliff. People need to pay close attention. And here's, Here's what I mean by that. 
it, it, one of the things that keeps America great, that keeps democracies and republics um, in good standing is the fact that we can debate issues so that we can get to the truth to make decisions for what's best for everybody. The moment that you shut that down, where you can't argue an alternate opinion to even find out what the truth is, then it becomes a dictatorship by default because there's only one, there's only one group of people that are allowed to tell you what to think and what to say, and that becomes the government. And so, so while we're not in martial law, basically that document that was dropped by Homeland Security basically says that. That if you say anything that's against the narrative of the government, that you are now a domestic terrorist. And we're not hearing this on the news. We're not hearing it anybody. You have to go digging to find people that are actually talking about this, right? These are major, major things for the yeah. for our for our society that are being changed without anybody having any conversation. And what's crazy about is it. is we put them there. Like we are a democratic society. We voted these people into their current positions. We did based on what they said that they were for, yeah. not what they're actually doing. Exactly. And then when you have, you know, like Justin Trudeau up north who's, you know, unilaterally pushing through, you know, various um, you know, mandates or martial law if you will. I don't know what the term they use up there is, but you know, it's one of those situations where he's just basically, it's like the wild west up there and this is how I'm going to do it. And there's not a damn thing you can do about it. Have you heard from, you know, any of your Canadian friends? I mean, you have a big following in Canada. We've had people who listen to this podcast that are from Canada. Yeah. I'm very concerned for their well-being, for their safety, for Several what's going on left. in their country. Several of Many of they them. They saw yeah, this coming okay. months ago and they left. Yeah, so and this isn't just a, a thing that happened no, last week. No, no, because they were getting they were getting unbelievably uh, like it was starting to destroy their lives. The fact that they were living under these these tyrannical mandates up there, not being able to leave the house, having curfews, uh, and going on and on for two years, their lives were just falling apart. Their psychology was just falling apart, and they're like, "We have to get out." So many of them have come to the United States. I've seen people go to some other countries to try to get out from it. But the thing is, is that this is kind of following people around the world right now. Yeah. So. I think, so, so, so my position on this is this, whether you agree with the things that I said or not, you still need to pay attention to what's going on that's not being reported because I'm telling you folks, there is a tremendous amount going on and the idea is that you educate yourself, right? I don't ever want to tell anybody what to think. However, you have to educate yourself so that you can determine what to think for yourself. And there are major things happening in this world right now that are not... Like it's very much under the radar. It's it's almost as if they don't want you to know these things are happening, and the fact that basically democracy has fallen at least temporarily in Canada is an enormous story that nobody is touching. Even temporarily is not okay. Like even if it, okay. even if they reinstate it by the time this podcast drops and it's, it's not going to be like Rosie and incense and Pemberman's up there. It's even the fact that we've gotten to this point is it's an assault on democracy. Democracy is in crisis right now. And, and I don't say that lightly and I'm not trying to, you know, say that the world, the sky is falling, right. but I'll tell you what, this is like, this is like at our, front door it's not right. it's right there they right. are knocking on that door right now well you got putin pushing a, a war you know that doesn't need to happen right. like we don't need to be involved no. with russia and ukraine like well, somebody pointed out like he doesn't care what's going on on our southern border people are coming over by the hundreds of thousands sure. into the united states they're not mandated they don't have to get tested for covid they don't have any restrictions against them they're letting them go wherever the hell they want 
and yet we're concerned about what's happening in Ukraine, but we're yeah. not doing anything about what's happening here. Like it's no just, sense. it's completely incongruent. Yeah. I had this conversation with Steph last week as we were listening to some podcasts on our long drive coming back from Florida. And, um, we, I was talking about how, you know, if I knew there was a bully and I saw that bully on his side of the playground, I didn't go over and initiate contact with that bully, even though, you know, I liken that to what's going on in Russia. They got they got what's going on over there in Russia. That's their stuff. I'm not saying we shouldn't pay attention. I'm not sh- I'm not saying we shouldn't uh, do something. And and this is not anything towards our military and the people that are over there. I, I wish them safety and prayers to them and all that. But what's going on over there? Let's take care of what's going on in our own backyard first. And like you said, we're not doing that. And I think that's one of the things that, you know, Trump was in the process of doing before he got voted out and, and Biden totally walked everything back. And I don't want to, this to turn into a, you know, what used to be and what is. But it's very, very interesting to see that we will go thousands and thousands of miles away when what's the biggest threat right now is right here at our yeah. at our back door, right. our front door, whatever door you say. We are we are right. literally in a shit sandwich right now. What's going on in Mexico, what's going on in Canada, we are right in the middle and it is bleeding into our borders and it's scary. Right. It just it scares me. It scares me as a as a father, as a, as a husband, as as an American. You know, I don't know what to do to make sense of it. I I, I don't think people realize that we can lose our freedom. So it doesn't seem possible. It doesn't seem possible because that's all we've ever known. Right. And most people here, I mean, you and I have traveled all over the world. Yeah. So we've seen what it what it looks like not to have it. Right. Most people have never seen that. All they know is how great things are, sure. right? And of course, they make a damn mess out of how great things are, thinking that it's really bad when they don't even know what bad is. But the but the but here's the truth: we're a couple generations into having our freedom pretty damn secure, and not experiencing what it's like to not have your freedom. And the reason so many people want to come to this country is because they know what it's like to live in an oppressed society, right? They 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 want to come here from opportunity, and they're they're the good people want to come. The people who are ambitious, the people that want to make something better of their life, they want to come here. But we, we're under this false, it's a very immature outlook to think that we can't lose it and to think that there aren't, there are not different players in the world that would like to take it away. It, when you listen to the Rogan podcast with Majid, they talk about, we have to pay very close attention to the actors of China, Russia, and Iran who have all kind of come together in agreement to get certain things done, but we're the enemy there for with that. Like there's... Yeah, just just listen, watch it. Listen, yeah, watch it, listen to it. I mean, I think that's what I love about the, these conversations we have on these Full Throttle Thursdays is that, you know, we just we just truth seekers. I mean, that's your organization. Yeah. Your your modus operandi is in search of the truth. You are right. seeking truth. You are a our organization, your organization is run with the premise that we just want to know the truth and we allow people to um, you know, we may lead them to water. They can drink if they so choose, whatever they want to do. But we want people to go out there and formulate their own opinions. We're not pressing our agenda. We want them to to go through the links down below and see what they think. We'd love to hear from people about what's going on and how they're handling it. Because I feel like there's a lot of people who in their heart are very, very vocal, but it's not getting its way out because they- People are terrified. They're terrified. They're, they're afraid. Like even having this conversation, I could be, you know, marked on a special list somewhere. Yeah. And I know that seems kind of silly, but in, in this day and age, are. absolutely yeah. in this day and age, when we're, it's, it's very, very- scary. And when I see the videos of how 
the Canadian police are handling the peaceful protesters and what they're doing down up there. And then you see all these other individuals who are being harmed just for speaking their mind. Um, it, it really is, is, is dark, dark times. And, and you know, at the time of this recording, I'll just bring this up as we wind ourselves down here. They are putting together a peaceful trucker convoy here in the United States. And that is set to take off here very, very soon. Actually at the time of this recording, it happens tomorrow and they're going to make their way over to DC. They are, they seem to be organized, but what scares me the most about this is that I feel like the Canadians have really gotten a grip and they're so organized that they haven't uh, fought back. They haven't incited any violence, even though they were being pressured to do so. After seeing what happened at the Capitol last year and then all these other things, it scares me to think that this convoy is making its way across the country and it is going to our nation's capital. I hope that it remains peaceful. I hope that the extremists who are looking to start shit stay away and I hope that they police it well enough within their ranks to be able to keep that from not happening because I don't want to sit here in a week's time and find out that this just exacerbated or threw, you know, gasoline on an already volatile fire. The interesting thing about, about the, uh, and here's one of the reasons why the truckers in Canada actually won this is because, because they were able to maintain a peaceful protest, it forced the government to show the hand that they've been trying to conceal which there, which was, we're slowly moving a mission creep into a dictatorship, sure. right? And it forced them to, move to to show that hand, and they showed that hand, and now the world knows. Now, they're also getting a lot of pushback from other countries, but I think that, that the whole idea of today's podcast with us is that I wanted to tell you about things that are going on that you may not know about that you really should pay attention to and you really should know about so that you're not just paying attention to what the news and the government wants you to pay attention to. That's very important if you're going to stay up to date on that information. So that's that's it. it. Absolutely. So just personally for me, so I can make make peace of this and then we'll we'll get out. From a mindset perspective, how do I personally emotionally handle what's happening? Like I want to be able to understand it. I want to be able to think that we're going to come through it bigger and better and stronger. But right now my mind is fighting me in such a way where there's true fear here. So from a mindset perspective, if you, you know, you coach me all the time sitting across from me, how do I make sense of this emotionally? You should be afraid. People should be afraid right now. This is something to actually really be afraid of because it's actually happening. It's not like, oh, this couldn't happen here. And but that's still happening. That's still you. Well, I was under the still, premise. Oh, that's up in Canada. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know. Well, the fact that it's in Canada, that it could that happen to volumes, Canada, it? Is, speaks volumes. It's yeah. scary enough in, in and of itself, but it's already happening here. The same slow movement of changes that are, that are, if you look at what the potential is based on those changes and what the government can do, it's terrifying because they've already put things in place to where they removed our rights, but we don't even know it yet. All they have to do is start acting on what they said, and we've turned into Canada instantly. All the chess pieces have been put in place here in the United States. It's already here. That's the point. We should be afraid. That Now, what do we do with the fear? Pay attention. We need to pay attention so that we can make the proper decisions for ourselves and the proper decisions for our country. Yeah, we we do not want to get to checkmate for sure. Absolutely. Okay, well, that helps me. Um, I'm a a chronic 
bury your head in the sand kind of guy. So this yeah. is a good conversation to have. I hope that more and more people uh, speak out, reach out, let us know um, what, what, how you're handling all of this. And as as the news cycle changes, who knows? It might be a different story tomorrow. But I hopefully we've we've allowed people the opportunity to get uh, the truth and go out there and seek the truth right. yourself. Right, you're not right, getting right, it from right. here. Go seek it for yourself. Absolutely. All right. Thank you, David. You bet. All right, everyone, in-depth conversation about the crisis currently going on in Canada. Uh, the news changes so frequently, so hopefully we've been able to provide you with a little bit of information that you can go find the truth on yourself, um, on your own terms. We've included a series of links down below that you can take a look at. We'd encourage you to do so and definitely come up with your own philosophies and ideological ideas that go along with this. Um, it's, it's a different time right now that we find ourselves in, but we hope that you've find us and listen to us and um, leave us a comment down below. Let us know what uh, you think about what's going on right now, uh, not just in, in Canada, but actually in our country and around the world. Uh, the world is definitely watching. So do us a favor, uh, like this video, share it with someone you think might find it beneficial. Subscribe to the channel, of course, and ring that bell so you don't miss a second of this great content. And until the next time, we'll see you on the Successful Mind Podcast. Have a good day, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Successful Mind Podcast. And if you like what you heard and you want to know more, go to davidnagel.com forward slash free stuff.